Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new edition of the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. I'm your host, Dominic Vogel, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Christian Redshaw. Christian, how are you doing today? I am good, sir. How are you, Dominic? I am doing very well. I am uh, excited for today's episode, and this is an episode sponsored by uh, Optiv. And uh, today's guest is uh, Philip Solikoff. He's a director of client solutions based in Toronto, Canada, uh, for Optiv. Um, I know we're going to you know, are going to be really looking forward to that conversation. Uh, so we will take a momentary pause here and we'll bring Philip aboard. Let us do it. Philip, thank you so much for joining us in the Cybersecurity Matters podcast today. How are you doing? Very well. How are you guys doing? We're doing fantastic. It's a rare sunny day here in, in November in Vancouver. So uh, we'll take it. So you're catching us on a good day. <laughs> uh, but we're, we're really looking forward to the conversation uh, with you today, and I thought we maybe just start off with uh, if you could share a little bit about your personal and career narrative. Uh, sort of tell uh, our listeners and viewers more about the amazing story that is Philip. Sure. Um, well, I studied in uh, in university electrical engineering and uh, and business, and I got a job with Telus as a marketing analyst, and and kind of worked my way through many different roles from. Um, you know, managed services um, in security, in uh, routing and switching, in voice and WAN, and uh, eventually got to do some really cool stuff like um, building out really interesting projects uh, across different clients in Canada, and uh, you know, kind of really getting a sense for what the B2B business is like in the managed services, telco, and security space. Um, I got the privilege of working in Western Canada in ILEC territory, that's incumbency, local exchange carrier territory, where where Telus actually owns all the copper, and also uh, in Toronto as well, uh, where we, we're the CLEC, uh, the competitor. So you know, having both sides of the telco experience was super great. And uh, the last six years of my time at Telus, I was pretty much focused on cybersecurity exclusively, running a team of uh, architects and uh, um, complex solutioning uh, consultants, and we were building out really, really cool uh, projects. Uh, like uh, big data analytics, um, standing up security operation centers, um, you know, large infrastructure projects as well for some some large healthcare and uh, and financial uh, services companies. And for the last three years, I've been at Optiv, and Optiv is a uh, probably the world's largest cybersecurity pure play, where we kind of cross uh, all breadth of cybersecurity and have a lot of expertise in almost every area you can think of. That's a heck of an intro. <laughs> Looking forward to diving deeper with you on, on, on some of these questions here. Yeah, and I think, uh, th thank you for sharing that, Philip. I think before we dive in deep, let's just stay kind of at a high level of why cybersecurity matters, just, just to start and set the tone. Um, let's say that you're talking to a board member or you know, a corporate executive, and they're maybe, you, you sense that they're skeptical about the importance of cybersecurity, about you know making an investment of time and uh, resources into cybersecurity. Let's say they're a two out of ten. Um, what would be your message to them? What were the, what would be the elements that you'd want to get across to them to maybe bring them up to like a nine or ten out of ten when it comes to the importance of cybersecurity in their organization? Well, I think cybersecurity is uh, ultimately a question of risk. It's a question of um, what are the, the risks of your business? Um, 
what are the different types of uh, critical business processes that you might have? And um, you know, what, what is it that you're trying to achieve in your business? So cybersecurity is, you know, kind of, you know, you got the security uh, tri triangle, right? The CIA triangle, confidentiality, integrity, and availability. Um, that's very important, uh, but as we're moving forward, as you know, um, I think that both global governments are, are uh, talking about different kinds of legislation, which is now seeping into, uh, not seeping into, but, but really um, becoming more, more important with, with different, kinds of, different kinds of boards, across different kinds of organizations, different kinds of industries. Um, there are mandatory compliances that will be relevant to those uh, boards of directors they'll have to worry about. Um, it's not just something that the cyber team will, will now be dealing with. The legal risk and compliance teams will all be working with those as well. So the board will have to know about that. I think back to my previous point, which I kind of uh, didn't quite make uh, as well as I wanted to, um, it really is about securing the operation of the business. So if we can't collect revenue, if we can't deliver the packages, um, if, we, uh, um, if we lose our client's trust, if we have the wrong kind of brand reputation, uh, um damage like you know if if clients no longer trust us to use our website to buy our products to do whatever it is or maybe it's just an availability issue of they just can't get in um i think all of those are critical risks that the business owner absolutely has to be worried about and the, it's, it's absolutely relevant to a board of directors at this point um cybersecurity is not just an it thing anymore it's it's across the organization yeah i think i think that's a very good answer and i think that would hopefully be convincing to uh, most business leaders today. So we're seeing it become a little bit more widely accepted and more, more mainstream. So uh, we, we appreciate that. Um, when it comes to the, the uh, lack of security, say, in, in your supply chain, you know, wh wherever it is, your, your vendors, your suppliers, what bearing does that have on you as an organization? Wh what relevance do their cybersecurity weaknesses have to, to you? Sure. Um, I mean, this this is a great question, and, and this comes down to the idea of you know what is the supply chain, and in, in our in business today, um, what are the different types of risks that we might be we might face, and you know how does working with many other partners increase our our risk? Um, I kind of want to talk about really quickly the different types of um, supply chain vulnerabilities or attacks that can happen at a very high level. You know. One, you know, we work with third-party organizations who have legitimate access to our, our systems. Um, we're working with them and transacting as business partners. You know, next, we're acquiring software or we're building software. And when we're building it or we're acquiring it, there are tons of, um, tons of code dependencies uh, behind that software. And all of those uh, create individual vulnerabilities um, that, we, that we do have to worry about. And this is kind of where the idea of a software bill of materials comes in. And then we also have hardware um, issues in our supply chain as well, in the manufacturing process, where it's not as easy as, as well, not that it's easy to, to do a software bill of materials in SPOM at this point, uh, you know, but it's becoming uh, something that's more commonplace. But in the hardware world, I mean, you know, uh, in the manufacturing process, something could happen that's undocumented and you might never know it's there. So I think that all those things, um, all those th those three areas really combine into, you know, this is what a supply chain looks like. This is what um, could increase our risk of working with so many other third parties. Uh, once a third party is potentially compromised, that could be an entry point into your business or your organization. 
just as a maybe as a follow up to, to, to that, uh, uh, Philip. Um, yeah. When we're talking about, um, you know, like, like you're saying there, the, the, from the supply chain perspective, I mean, we're we're seeing more organizations, um, you know, let's just say, starting to care about it. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. g- given given the the, the threats uh, that that you laid out there, are are you seeing uh, from a? Um, well, I guess there's the, I'll, I'll rephrase this. There's, there's there's two sides of it, right? There's the larger organizations that uh, would likely care more about the supply chain risk compared to maybe some smaller organizations. Small organizations are in a, in a position now where they need to prove their security reliability to these larger organizations, whether that be yes. through the RFD process or vendor risk management. Uh, I'm, I'm curious on, on on sort of on both sides, like with smaller organizations, are you finding that they are being more proactive because they recognize that if they're not able to prove their security reliability, uh, that you know, they'll be flagged as being you know, a potential part of the uh, 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 risk in, this, in the supply chain? Just curious to your thoughts on that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to answer that question in uh, in a second. I want to bring up the fact that this is kind of highly relevant. It's not just large organizations that are targets. It's it's every organization at this point. Um, I, I did want to bring up earlier, and I forgot to, but BlackBerry published a global survey in October of this year. I think they just released um, the survey uh, in its entire form on their website recently, maybe yesterday. Um, they polled about 1,500 uh, senior IT cyber decision makers. They found that 80% of organizations had been notified of a vulnerability somewhere in their software supply chain in the last 12 months. So it's everywhere, and everyone should be worried about this and actually talking to their um, to their partners, their suppliers, about cybersecurity. I think that the answer to your question is this. Um, you have to determine the supplier criticality. Um, Try to f- understand, you know, what is the supplier um, providing you? Uh, are there alternatives? Um, are you kind of bound to that one particular supplier? Um, once you understand, you know, the critical suppliers that you have in your business, you may have to actually um, mentor and coach those suppliers to improve their cybersecurity practice. Uh, that, that's coming straight from NIST. Uh, the idea is we have to assess and hold our our uh, third parties, our, our suppliers. To some sort of standard, uh, that is probably um, different for every organization. Depends on the on the supplier category, um, but I mean, really, the idea is you know do an assessment. Uh, maybe there's a formal certification that they have to go through, um, and this can be very difficult because an organization can have tens, hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of of third parties that they work with as suppliers, as partners, depending on the nature of that business. Um, it, it can be very difficult to um, do a security audit of every single business that you work with. But I think that it is important to understand the ones that are most mission critical, um, focus on you know, prioritizing those ones, of course. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's kind of the answer there. It's, it, really is, uh, it really is up to you to go and understand uh, which suppliers of yours are the most critical to, uh, to understand what their risk profile is and what they're doing around cybersecurity so that they're not creating exposure to you. For sure, no, I, and, and and I appreciate that that, that response, Philip. And, and and we're just taking that a step further. Um, and exactly what you're saying there, you know, you, sometimes you, you have to take a risk-based approach, right? Maybe focus on more of the higher risk vendors. Uh, but you know, so w- what tools uh, are available to organizations that want to do that? Let's say you, know, you mentioned like doing that assessment on on a vendor. Um, you know, unless these organizations are large enough that they maybe uh, they have people in their procurement team or or what have you to to do that. What solutions are available to uh, organizations that want to be able to do that but don't have the people power to to do so? 
Um, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I've heard of people using Excel, which is a bad idea to, 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 to manage and track risks and, and all the different uh, suppliers and vendors in their ecosystem. Um, I don't want to talk about specific technologies. I think that, um, you know, there are plenty in the, in the world that do third-party risk management style uh, services and risk scoring. Um, you know, you can Google that and you'll find tons of results. And there's plenty of good software platforms out there, mostly SaaS, which is great, uh, easy to set up and easy to consume. Uh, there are also um, consulting organizations, managed services teams that are, will be happy to help you set up that program, um, assess the different uh, risk profile of your different vendors, um, you know, work with you, whether you want to insource or outsource and build that program out for you, and then even potentially help uh, conduct different types of uh, uh, surveys, audits, um, questionnaires, et cetera. I think that the, uh, the questionnaires that you're going to typically use are going to have to be built around some sort of framework. So it really depends on uh, what that security framework is that you decide to use in your organization. Thank you so much, Philip. I, I just have kind of one more question. I think it's it's a big question. Mm -hmm. um, when we're talking about, okay, the, the general cyber threats, yes, they exist in the supply chain for the supply chain organizations at the different levels of their processes and they exist for you as an organization. What would you say are the top you know, one or two threats to be concerned about right now? And what kind of um, action steps or protection steps would you would you recommend to to build protection around your you know information assets? Um, I think that probably the this is, this is a tough question because there are different ways to answer it, right? Uh, there's the, uh, the the ten thousand foot view of let's understand our our risks, but then there's also practical questions of what could I do tomorrow and have a meaningful impact? I think um, visibility identifying what's in your environment. I think that's kind of one of those number one critical steps. You can't really um, secure or protect what you don't understand that you have in your environment. You have to know what's there. So understanding what your assets are, um, what your crown jewels are, um, where the data is, where it's going. Um, I, I do think that an overlooked area in our industry is, is data security. From data governance through classification, discovery, um, monitoring, loss prevention. I think that that's an area that, that doesn't doesn't get enough uh, traction for whatever reason. I think that maybe historically perimeter security was just easier to conceptualize. But now we're, we're seeing that, you know, data is, is extremely important. Um, I think that uh, not one of the one or two easiest things to do, but one of the one or two most important things to do, probably also around resiliency. So are you ready for the breach when it happens? Uh, can you recover from that breach when it happens? And that recovery question is is really interesting. It's about understanding what those business processes are. It's about, you know, what does it take to actually uh, get your business back online? It's not just a question of backups, it's a question of people and process and the technology. Um, it's about making sure that when you do um, restore your systems, that you don't have lingering, um, uh, you know, active exploits. No, that, that was spot on, uh, Philip. And um, gosh, you really, really appreciate all, all the insights and wisdom that, that you share with us today and with our viewers and listeners as well. That was just a fantastic conversation. Uh, Christian and I are very grateful for, for you taking the time out to join us in the Cybersecurity Matters podcast today. Th thank you again. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Awesome. Christian and I will be right uh, back to wrap up today's episode. Optiv is the cyber advisory and solutions leader, delivering strategic and technical expertise to nearly 6,000 companies across every major industry. 
We partner with organizations to advise, deploy, and operate complete cybersecurity programs from strategy and managed security services to risk integration and technology solutions. At Optiv, we manage cyber risk so you can secure your full potential. For more information, visit Optiv.com. We covered a lot of ground there with with, with Philip, and I, I'm very grateful for the for the insights and wisdom that, that he shared with this uh, with us for today. Sure. Uh, what was one of your sort of key takeaways from that conversation? You know, I imagine Philip is not only a cybersecurity leader, but he's he's in the trenches as well. Uh, he has a lot of deep experience in managing uh, cyber risks, particularly when it comes to the operational side. So when he talks, you know, we should definitely listen up. It was just really. Um, helpful for me to see how he approaches cyber risk, particularly managing your supply chain um, and thinking about the critica criticality of each supplier. Uh, absolutely. I, th I thought again, I think it was a really great area for us to focus on, you know, how Philip was breaking down uh, a supply chain risk and how organizations can uh, have greater power and greater control from a risk reduction perspective around, you know, controlling that, that the risk of the rise through, through the supply chain, through third parties. So uh, very grateful to Philip today for joining us on the podcast and uh, very grateful to Optiv for sponsoring today's episode. Uh, and as always, we're grateful to our loyal listeners and viewers who join us each and every week. Uh, if you did happen to miss, an, uh, miss a previous episode, do check out old episodes on the Cybersecurity Matters YouTube page or listen on your preferred podcasting platform. Till next time, be well, be safe, and we'll see you again sometime in the near future on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. Mm -hmm.